0: Hello, this is Sophie Dawson from sophiedawson.com and this is episode 171 of the Sophie Art Podcast, which is a little podcast I do about the art and things with my co-host little Dennis, who's back once again with us. And we are looking at another article on this one. We're looking at an article from the one of my favourite art magazines, which is the Character Design Quarterly magazines. By 3D Toto publishing and this one is issue number sixteen. It's an article called "Storytelling and Atmosphere" with the artist Raquel Villanerva. I'll put links and everything in the description for for the uh, for the artist and stuff because I really I really like think this artist is beautiful. I really recommend looking into this artist. Their website is actually Raquel but it's a well, the way you spell it is R-A-Q-U-E-L space V I double L A N I can't even read the name. It's a very difficult name for me to pronounce. But the thing is, it's worth looking into this artist. Because the thing, the thing I love about this artist is her colours. She's got this way of using colours, which is, is brilliant. So I think you're going to really enjoy this. And like I said, it's all about a story and atmosphere all about a story and atmosphere. And so what we'll do on this one is we'll go through the article looking at the things I've learned and stuff. And I think it's gonna be fun. If you're watching on YouTube at youtube.com slash Sophie Lawton you can also you'll be able to see images from the article as well as I'm talking. But as I always say it's not really that imp- it's not it's not that important the visuals. I always do my best to To make it really good for the podcast but basically let's get straight into this so little dennis and kitty are here kitty is in her little house and little dennis is going to get us into it (coughs) doing so little dennis is going to join us with it and let's go and have a look at this one so let's get into this one then little dennis is going to help us in so this is this is an article from issue number 16 of the character design quarterly magazine which came out about three or four months ago now, I think it was. And this article is called Storytelling an Atmosphere with the artist Raquel Villanueva. And I'll put links and everything in the description, as I said before. But what we're going to do on this one is I've got a nice little flow. So the first thing I want to do is just have a look at the image from this article. So what we're dealing with is we've got an image of a bloke, an old bloke standing in the kitchen, And all the colours are sort of browns and greens. Very warm colours and stuff. But what I'm going to do is, I'm going to read the little intro to this article so we know what we're getting into, which is quite cool. So it says, As artists, we are constantly telling stories. Sometimes these are simple, providing essential information such as the colours our character likes to wear or insights into their personality or attitude. But when we want to go further we can push it more and create a whole backstory for them. In this tutorial, I will show you my process from finding an idea, developing it and executing it to create a full composition, telling the story of a character. I like, I like that. Stories and characters. That's what it's all about for me, I think. <laughs> stories, and telling, stories and characters. So what I'm going to do is, the first thing I want to know is, who is Raquel Villeneuve? That's the first thing I did. So I, w- I went onto to a little website, which I'll put a link in the description. And the first thing we see is a, a beautiful little face. So she is a beautiful little creature, is the artist. And she's got a very fun vibe about her website. It's like a very sort of fun, fun and almost childlike thing for the, what's it, the font. But there's not many images on her website. So what I did was, I went over to her Instagram... And her Instagram is r v i l l a n u e v a underscore a r t, and we get to see some of her little images here. And the thing that really hit me was her brushstrokes. The thing I thought to myself was that her colours and brushstrokes is brilliant. So I definitely recommend looking into her. And her characters are so cool. Once again, we've got another artist here who is amazing at, at giving characters. Characterness to their characters, which is brilliant. I love that. As I always say, if the artist you're studying from is producing these beautiful things, hopefully you'll start producing beautiful things as well. So what? What? I'll start by saying, what did I think of her art? I've I've put in a big circle. Fun. Her art is very fun. That's what I thought. Her art is very fun. Also on her website, she talks about being on Netflix. So she's into like films and stuff like that. She's got a nice chalky style to her, to her art and like big fat shapes. So I thought to myself, she really sort of plays with proportion. And, and the first thing I thought was, before I even looked into this article, <laughs> article I thought to myself, she loves colour. Some artists you look at and you think they love lines or some of them they love shapes. I could just tell instantly that Raquel loves colour. I really thought that to myself, and that was that was before I got into it. There's, the thing is, as well, if you go to the back of these magazines, what they do is they always put the little artists in the in the back of the thing. So this is what they've this is what 3D Turtle Publishing have said about Raquel. She's a freelance visual development artist and illustrator, and she is a 2D artist based in Madrid. She has also dab- doubled in the world of TV, feature film, and children's book illustration. How cool is that? So she's doing the children's books and into the sort of the videos and stuff. So this top, this article is broken into 16 topics over 12 pages. So it is a very big, it's a very big little article. <laughs> Big little, little big planet. It's a very big one, this. But the thing, the thing I love about it is everything is sort of bite-sized. Uh, I like the way they've done that. So the sixteen topics we got is we've got a fresh idea, which I thought was all about like thinking, planning, and feeling. We got the warm up, which is about setting the vibe. It's it's about setting the vibe that you are. It's about setting your mindset vibe, really. I really like that bit. So the first bit about this is we haven't even started drawing yet. Well, we haven't started drawing a character yet. We're we're really just sort of setting the scene, getting ourselves ready for it. We've then got the next one's called meeting our character, which I've put as like the sketchy phase. Then we've got getting to know you. We're building up the details and story. We then go into setting the scene, which is all about the composition of the actual piece. We've got then diving into the past, which is, I like this one. This was about reference, using it and finding it. The next bit is called sketching the details, and that's all about real and imagination. This sort of back and forth between using your imagination, but also using real life. Keep, so I like that. That was in some of the other articles. They said about when you're using your imagination, it's still got to be believable. It's sort of going into that thing. We've then got the kitchen clutter. I like this as well. Props. Props equal backstory. So props are not just there for the sake of it, that everything everything in this image is here to help tell the story, which I thought was cool. We've what have we got then? We've got cozy kitchen, that's the next one. I've put the word subtle and I said there's a relationship between the character and the scene. It goes into the last week's article we were talking about how there's this con- connection between everything. Well this is the same thing here. This whole article is like about this connection. The next bit is called light and dark. So now we're going into the overall composition and readability. So whereas before we were just sorting out the how the thing looks from a distance, we're now sort of of getting how does it actually read for the viewer. The next one is called adding warmth. And this one I've put colors have stories too. So how cool is this? What I started to realize was everything is telling a story. We then got a splash of colour which is all about blocking in the colours. So what I liked about this was she starts out by sort of building up the character and then she starts building up the scene with colours as well. And that was a common theme throughout this whole article is about keeping it simple. Keeping it simple how you start out so you're not overwhelmed. And then what else have we got? The next one's called colour variation. This is about textures and rules, starting to bring in textures. We then got Home Homemade, it's called, which is about bringing it all together. And then we got Rise and Shine, which is all about the lighting. And then the final one is called Early Bird, which is basically it's about like the little the little finishing touches which help make the thing pop. I always find that my funnest phase of creating artwork is the the bit at the end. I used to love that when I was doing realistic pencil drawings. It was at right at the end you would sort of get your a razor out and start doing the highlights on the hair and everything started to pop it's cool so that's what we're dealing with here and what if i here well i'm going to go to my main takeaways very quickly so these are the main things i pulled out of this article simple keeping it simple shape language story and character and the relationship between them there's a phase about pushing yourself but still keeping it simple which I like that. It went into another article I did months ago about this drawing this little creature with the artist Bryn. What it said about was y- you can push yourself to take risks, but you can actually, you can take risks, but keep it safe at the same time. So what what Bryn did was they had layers of tracing paper so they could build up the drawing. And if they, if they took a risk and it didn't work, they could go back to the previous layer of this tracing paper. Well, we're talking about the same things here. It's about taking risks, but keeping it simple at the same time. What else have we got? Reference and inspiration. I like this. So there's a lot about that in there. The initial idea equals key. Mindfulness. She's very mindful of the initial idea. So she comes up with the initial idea to start with. Throughout the whole article, she keeps referencing the word nostalgia, which is that the word nostalgia is what she wants this image to be sort of Radiating, and she keeps bringing that word up. So it made me think she's she's always aware of what she actually wants to do here, keeping herself on track, which is cool. Subtle, subtle, subtle. That comes up a lot in these other articles as well. Subtle things. It's the little things that make things pop sometimes. Feelings flow. I've also said that, and I've i like this bit. There's a relationship between the artist and the character, so the artist creates the character. But then there's this relationship between the character and the viewer. So what I've noticed is there's a relationship between the artist and the viewer via the character. I'll go into that a bit more later. And then there's a, I'll put the word explore. A lot of this article is about exploring. Again, it's like pushing yourself. by you, When you're exploring, you're actually taking yourself out of your comfort zone. So she, she's talking about exploring designs colours and reference as well so even when you're looking for reference she talks about looking for reference that you wouldn't think you should be looking for because you can still you can get inspiration from it we'll go into that in a minute as well and I've put this one this one's all about feeling and then I thought to myself is story nothing but feeling is story is the essence of story just about feeling that's what I come away thinking, and I've also put all about keeping a feeling in mind as you work. That's what we're dealing with. So my first impressions of the character and the image is I thought to myself, this is before I even looked into anything. I've put, I thought to myself, is he lonely? Looking at this character, what we've got is an old, an old guy, who's, for me, it felt like he was sort of at the end of his life. And this is what I thought. I thought, is he lonely? Is he sort of miss? where's his wife that's what i thought i thought is he dying it's sad but sweet that's that's what i got i said there's nice lighting and colors so i was i was looking at the feeling of it but i was also looking at the the sort of um technicalness of it and i've put sexy brush strokes and shapes but my overriding sensation was this guy is is about to die and i thought you know where's his wife so I was like that now what happens in a minute is when we get into it she she says the word bittersweet I realised that word that she used sums up what I was thinking which was sad but sweet so I realised in that moment she had nailed she had nailed what she wanted to because she wanted this image to portray the sense of nostalgia and bittersweetness well she, she got it for me she got it from me so I, I thought like that she's succeeded there huh? In the little intro blurb, blurb, blurb in my notes I've put stories and backstory. And I said, it makes you ask questions, like last week's article. Yeah, all about a story, this one. But it's curi- questions are curiosity. And curiosity is what is going to make you want to go into this... It's, it's all about, like, curiosity will make you turn the pages in a book. And curiosity is going to make you suck you into the image. So, it went last week's article we were talking about... The artist, as they're drawing, is asking questions, which is bringing the character to life. But then, when when we're looking at the images and the characters, if if it's successful, we start asking questions as well, like what, what's happening to him. <laughs> so, yeah, I love this. It's like the artist is curious as they're creating, but then the viewer is curious as they're. And the thing is, the character, he could be completely different to everyone. Somebody else might look at this and have a completely different vibe. I feel like they would still have the same they would have the same sensations as me I think but they might have a different interpretation of it it's quite cool so let's get into this one so the first one we're looking at is called a fresh idea and the first thing I thought before I even looked into this was I've put it starts with writing and I, what's this me without looking yeah so the, what I always do is well what I've started doing now is I look at the when I get into these articles, I look at the title and I sort of, I, I try to guess what it's going to be about. And I've put, it starts with writing. So what we've got is we've got a bubble chart, which, and she, in the middle of it, she's put the word, the idea. So she's thinking, she's thinking, what does she want this to be all about? She's put the words, quiet, home, solitude, warm, nostalgia, elder, daily life scene, memories, and calm. What I like about this is she's sort of, she's she's used the word warm which is going to help her with her colors she's got the word nostalgia which is helping with the, f- the vibe she's put the word home so she's setting the scene here so it's almost like these simple little words are actually creating the image It's it's cool that is so what i like about this is it's very simple you can see you can you can see everything you want to do in just a, a few little words So in this article, what does she say in this little bit? She says, when you create something new, you can sometimes feel overwhelmed by the endless possibilities. To avoid this, I try to start with a very simple idea, then play around with it and push it in different directions. In this case, I want to work with the feeling of nostalgia. That bitter-sweet feeling that we we have all experienced at some point in our lives. And then she talks a little bit more. What have I put here? Nostalgia. And I, I, I couldn't believe it when I read that, because I thought to myself, that's exactly what I was thinking. Happy but sad. So she nailed, she nailed it in a in t- nostalgia. I was thinking, is he dying? So I got the sense that he's looking over his life. And then the question here, I put a, in my notes. I put a question. How, so she said, ah, oh, she says this. Look, this is what she says. She says, this is what. That's what she said. She said. So how can we translate this? In, she's what she said is she said nostalgia is often associated with the past it makes us feel both happy and sad so how can we translate this into an image and she said it's helpful to begin by thinking about things that make us feel that way now I love that so in the way that you can get a feeling or an emotion into an image is to actually feel it yourself and it also goes into something else what I've said before is if, if you want to if you're trying to do a pose or something of a character the best way to work out what that pose is going to be like is to actually pose it yourself become the character well she's doing that as well i've never thought of this before she's doing that with emotions become the emotion and then when you you can work out what you're what you can work out what you're feeling thinking about things that make you feel this way so if you feel angry you can sort of think well why do i feel angry and then you can start putting that into your little drawing and it reminded me of Bert Dodgson with these trigger words what he said was I said this a lot because it's, it was such a powerful thing for me as you're drawing if you're drawing something fluffy if you keep saying the word fluffy what happens is your your hand starts drawing fluffy <laughs> so then the image has this fluffiness to it it's the same thing here and again all you've got to do is think of think of what is it that makes you feel nostalgia and write the word down and then that word is going to carry through the whole thing so, so i thought i thought that was brilliant very again it's a simple thing here but it's a really nice way to start start the image off start the article i thought the next bit we've got is warm up i love this as well so we've got three little images one is a lands, a long landscape one the other two are portraits and all they are is they're little little sort of color thumbnail things colour thumbnail studies of little landscapes. Now what I thought to myself was this is weird. She's she's doing a character here. she's creating like a, a scene of a character, but in her little warm up, no characters. It's all about the landscape here. I thought it was quite cool. So this is what what this is what I put. Before I even looked into it I've put colour thumbnails, question mark, and then I've put set, setting equals no characters. Because I that that struck me that she her warm-up didn't have any characters. I found that quite f- fascinating. So, me little notes from it, I've put, favourite things equal fun. What does that, what's that? What, this is what she said. One of my favourite things to paint when I want to get my creative juices flowing are these little landscapes. Now, I like that, because that, what that means is, she the way she's starting a project, the way she's starting this project is by doing something fun, which is going to loosen her up and get her into a nice, a nice fun A nice fun vibe for her as an artist. So when she starts creating her character, she's going into it in a sort of peaceful way. Whereas if she did a warm-up exercise that stressed her out a bit, that might start coming out into her character. So she's picked a warm-up exercise that she enjoys, which I thought was cool. So this will be different for everyone. For me, it would be gestures. I love doing gesture drawings. So that's what mine... I'll do that more but this is when I start thinking she really does love colour because her warm-up exercise is focused on colour and I've put she's starting out by having fun which is brilliant if you start out by having fun that that fun is going to flow through the whole thing she's put experimenting with colour palettes and I've put here she must be drawn to colour yeah whereas I'm drawn to like gesture she's drawn to car- colour which I, I like that But these little images are really, really nice. Very, um, very sort of peaceful. Almost like the scenes from a little cartoon or something. We're now into the next phase, number three, part three of this article, which is called Meeting Our Character. (laughs) So so this bit, what have I put? Before I even looked at the, um, the note things, I've put sketchy, only heads. So she's keeping it simple. She's starting to think about the character, but she's only sketching out the head. Again, she's breaking it all down. She's not trying to sketch out the whole character. She's just sketching out the head to start with and then the rest of the character can come out of that head. <laughs> Sounds a bit weird, that. So what have I put here? This is what I put in my notes. Only start once you get an initial idea. Yeah, so she's not actually starting any drawing or sketching of this character until she's she knows her idea. Richard, I love that as well. So again, she's going into it sort of she's playing by experimenting with these little character sketches but she sort of prepared herself by knowing what she's doing there's a little thing going on there she's still thinking about the story why have i put that then i opt for an older person because they are full of life experience so again she wants to be in her little note things at the start she said nostalgia and all about like looking over the well elders but she put nostalgia so she knows that her character is going to be an older person. So again, this it's all, these words are like the main, the essence of the of her process. Old character equals backstory, which reminded me of something from the Proko podcast. Marshall Vandruff, somebody asked the, what they call the draftsmen, Proko, Stan Prokopenko and Marshall Vandruff. Somebody asked them, are you, am I too old to start to learn start drawing and the answer was no because different people have different things a young person has got more potentially more than likely a younger person is going to have more time and more sort of um let's say energy to put to put loads of time into it whereas as you get older you've got like more responsibilities but the thing is you've got an advantage in that you've got more life experience so your life experience will come out in your artwork Whereas a younger person might be technically, might be able to get technically better quicker. But they haven't got anything, they won't have any sort of life experience to put into their skills. (laughs) It's quite weird. So I like that. It, It sort of reminded me of that. Her sketch design is loose and simple. So she's building up from simple to detailed. Which goes into the next piece, which is called Getting to Know You. And what I've put here is, same but different. So what we've got is she's now she's basically picked her design from the sketch, and she's starting to sort of well she says after exploring some options I desire I decide on this particular elder gentleman he evokes a warm feeling. So what she's doing after exploring, so she starts out by exploring, and now so sketching is exploring. That's why it's so fun I think, because when you're sketching you're you just exploring. So he, this the bloke she's picked. He's got a warm feeling, warm feeling, goes back into uh, one of her keywords about being the word warm. So and her initial idea of nostalgia. So she's she's constantly thinking about these words and making sure the character fits the bill. <laughs> it's quite cool. Simple silhouettes and shapes. Yeah, So she's thinking about the silhouettes and the shapes of this guy. Keeping it simple as well so he equals simple oh this was brilliant yeah this was brilliant i've got to read this, this bit look. where is it here, here we go listen to this look he has a he has a simple silhouette and shape and not too much detail which will work well as i want to create a busy background see again we've got this connection going on but so he's simple the background's busy i love that so like what i talked about last week on on the article there, there's, there's this connection going on between everything. It's quite it's quite incredible really. And I've put she's already thinking about her, his outfit. So she hasn't in these little drawings. She's only really drawn the head and the very top of his, of his outfit. But she's already thinking about his outfit because she talks about how he's going to be wearing pajamas or cosy leisure wear, which will make him look more relaxed. Which is one of the words she, she wanted the word like calm so he's his outfit is going to help make the word help fulfill the word that she wanted of calmness and relaxed which is i like that so again she's mindful of everything here so it's, it's quite cool the next bit we're going into is called setting the scene so what we've got is four little images and it's basically a different composition of the same scene so what did i put in the notes before i've put composition with a big exclamation mark i like i like this and i've noticed i noticed there's three tones and one lighting i like that so she's already thinking about the lighting i've not really seen this before whenever i've seen these little composition thumbnails they've they've only ever had three tones a light a mid and a dark She's actually got... So she's got a light, which is like a white. She's got a mid. She's actually got two mids, which are like grey. And then she's got like a very dark grey. So she's got a a mid, a light and a dark. She's also got this like yellowy... It's like a yellowy grey. But then that's the lighting. So she's... What I love about this is, in these little simple... These little simple thumbnails, there's a lot of information in here. There's the information of the actual composition information of the shapes but there's also the the information of the lighting So i thought that was i thought it was brilliant and what else have i put yeah I, I like how she breaks all this into information i like how she breaks all this information into four shapes four shades and shapes so what she's doing is she she's already said she's gonna have a busy background but when you look at these little thumbnails she's put all the busyness into one big shape so really we've only got about I would say ten shapes in these compositions. Even though in the final image we've got like probably hundreds of shapes. So again, what she's done is she's taken she's taken a lot of information and squished it into one simple thing. And she's also done that with the with the like the tones. There's lots of information in the simple shapes of the tones. So when I went through the article, my little notes I've put a sketch in. So she's now sketching compositions. I love this. She starts out by sort of, in a way, sketching with words. She then starts sketching her character. Once she's sort of settled on the character design, she now starts sketching the scene. So I really, really noticed in this is that sketching is the way you explore. She also says it's important to push yourself to test out different approaches and move away from your initial ideas This will help give variation to your design. I like that as well. So what's it? Yeah, don't go with the first idea equals variation. So simple. I've, I've circled the word simple and I kept coming back to that. So as I went through the whole article, I noticed she's doing simple character, simple design, simple starting point, simple drawing exercises, simple color palettes she's she's keeping it all simple which i like that as well so the next one we're going into is called delving into the past i like this already because one of her words is nostalgia so delving into the past it's like it's like she's going into the the thing props equals story so the props have silhouettes and story too that's why this is what i thought to myself before i even Looked into this article, because what we've got is we've got two, we've got six little, little jars and cups and stuff from a kitchen, but what you've got is what I noticed was. These little props have actually got a story, they've got like an essence of them, and and also, they've got they've got very nice simple silhouettes, so these little props, each of these little props is almost like a character in itself. <laughs> It's just, it's just brilliant and it goes into something from last week's article as well when they said about it was 15 tips for better character design one of them was about background characters and I thought to myself all these background characters you could have like hundreds of them but they're all really one one super character sort of thing it's the same here with these props these props they're, they're sort of they're they're each individual but they're sort of collective as well it's brilliant. So this bit here was one of my favourite bits of this article. She's talking about reference. And she says, it's a, it's a, reference is as important as the painting itself. I thought it was cool. So she, take, she says, take time to look for inspiration. You need to know the character slash scene. Yeah, well, this is what I said. I said, you need to know the character and the scene so well in your head. But the reference will also bring new ideas. Yeah, this was cool. So... So even at this phase when she's looking for reference she's still exploring and it so the uh, she's got her initial idea so she sort of knows in her head what this is, is going to look like but when she starts looking for the reference she's she's it's going to start changing potentially the way her her image so she's researched old and rustic i love this as well she researched old and rustic things listen to this look i searched out old houses Vintage objects and images that maybe don't have a lot in common with the concept but have a, a similar fe- feel or colours that can be carried over. So I thought to myself, even in the ref- referencing stage, for, for me, if I was looking for a reference of a fox, I would only be looking at foxes. What she's doing is she would look at foxes but she would look at other things as well because that's going to, she might see something unexpected that she can bring into her fox design so i I thought it was brilliant she yes she researched old and rustic she researched old and rustic because again she was thinking about the word nostalgia and elderly so she searches for unrelated stuff but that has a similar feel or color so she said the word color as well and i thought i kept thinking to myself she really does love color I feel, like I feel like she's all about the colour. The next bit's called sketching the details. So what we've got here is we've got the scene with a lot of props in it, but it's still very sketchy. So she's not really committing too much here. And what I thought to myself, this is what the first thing I thought before I even got into the this bit of the article, I put oxymoron. <laughs> yeah, this, this, um, this bit here is called sketching the details. I thought that's an oxymoron. Details are normally like highly detailed. Sketching is very sketchy. So I thought, how can you have sketching and details together? I, I like that. I, I like the way those words are together. Yeah. And uh, I put, she's now composing the details. So she starts out by composing the overall scene as a big, like big bastard basic shapes. She's now turning those big bastard basic shapes into more detailed shapes but what she what i feel like is you, you're doing a composition of the whole thing but, and then each of those little each of those shapes are a composition in themselves so it's almost like we've got compositions within a composition fractal which is cool what else do we put here uses the word play a lot which i love that because again if she's if she's having fun It goes back to that thing at the start. She started out by having fun. So she's sort of having fun. Having fun the whole way. She says play around with different ideas for the countertops, stoves and other accessories. At this point you can also adjust the composition if you feel it's needed. So again as she starts adding these props in. She might think to herself actually I want to. These props look really cool like this. But I want to change the bigger thing. So again. she's sort of not committing yet she's still keeping it all simple which means she can she can change things yeah i've put here in my notes i've put back and forth there's a back and forth going on here the next one i like this i like the words here kitchen clutter (laughs) so what she's what she's done now is whereas I, i think this is brilliant what she's done is she sort of sketched out she sketched out the character and started refining it She then sketched out the props she now starts refining the props so this one before i even started reading it i thought to myself each prop equals a drawing yeah so each prop is like a mini little drawing and then i thought to myself i thought i've never thought this before so she's what she's got is she's got two four six eight she's got ten little props she's got four photo frames and then like some plates and stuff and a kettle I thought to myself she's designed this kettle here it's like a mini little drawing and it's only going to be it's only going to be like a a prop in the in the overall image so it's it's sort of not that it's not a main character sort of thing I thought to myself if she doesn't have a drawing in a year's time she might be able to pull this kettle out that she's drawn and prop it into a new image so it almost felt like these she's it's almost felt to me like she's sort of creating assets which she could use in the future. And the thing is, she could use that kettle, but by changing the colours and slightly changing the shape, she could have a completely different design for a future image. And so she doesn't... Have, well, this is what I thought. She doesn't talk about this, but I thought this is this would be a good way of sort of... basically saving time in the future. So I thought I just found that amazing. Because what happens here is you've got each of the props separately so whereas normally you see the props in the image you sort of think of them as as the whole image when you see the props as a separate thing with white space around them you you sort of realize that they are actually individual drawings it's quite cool so the reference this is why i put in my notes as i started reading this is what it says that after the reference stage i have many ideas on how to fill the interior To help build the personality of our character, I want to fill the space with kitchen tools and gadgets. This will help it feel much like our own grandparents' kitch- kitchens where it might be a little messy. So she's thinking about, she wants us to thi- to see this old bloke as like a granddad, which would bring a connection. Which is qu- quite nice. But what happened here was she's talking about a ref. So this is brilliant. The referencing that she's done is helping her with ideas. So even though she sort of knows what her idea is, she's still finding new things. So this is where you start to realise that actually a lot of this is sort of, what do you call, synchronicity. Because she might have randomly found a reference which she didn't go looking for, but it could be the most important thing she ever saw for for this image. And that is just like a synchronicity thing. So I've put reference equals inspiration the props build the backstory so they're linked to the character old props for an old bloke so it's like the props have to be believable with the character if he if this guy here was in the kitchen full of high tech sort of futuristic gadget it wouldn't it would look a bit weird I think so this does feel like a kitchen that he has lived in for many years because of because of the props and I've put she's put made them age worn equals storytelling of nostalgia how cool is that so when she's designing these little props she's basically making them look like they're a bit battered so so like the kitchen top's got like it looks like it's just been used basically which is cool it gives up so that because if, if if you look at something and it's got a, a dent on it you sort of think why did they get that dent so little things like that is again it comes back to this curiosity thing you start asking questions photo frames so she's using photo frames and you sort of think well there's a little cat in one of them <laughs> which is cool and then you've got some of them one of them you've got like a lady And another one you've got the same lady with a, a young bloke and you sort of think i wonder if that's if that's him when he was when he was younger with his wife and then you sort of, did you hear me belly rumble then and then you sort of think, well, is his, is his wife dead? That's what made me think that. It must have been those photos that made me think that. So the photo frames are adding the backstory for the bloke. Yeah, we ask, who are they? Curiosity, I put, this is what I put in my notes, I put curiosity equals connection. I like that. So the next one we've got here is called Cozy Kitchen. What we've got here is we've got basically... We've got the kitchen that she's sketched out, and we've got the character that she's created in into the scene. So she's starting to put the character and the scene together. So what? I've, this is what I put in me things before I even read this bit. I need a burp. I didn't put that up. What I put was still sketchy, but feels finished. So this bit here is still very sketchy, but it somehow it feels like it feels like you could. Well, it feels finished, whereas before it, it didn't feel like finished. So it, I like that as well. She uses red lines. She never explained why she'd done that, but I thought, why is she using red lines? And I, I did wonder if it's got something to do with the the feeling of warmth. I wondered whether those red lines, the lines she's used are very sort of warm red, like a sort of a berry so it's it's almost like a a dark, a dark red, and I, I thought to myself, as she used that colour to sort of bring that colour into the scene, but she never she never explained that, because it, it was a bit. I did notice it's a bit weird that she didn't use black lines. So I wonder if there's a reason for that. And the next thing she draws through the plates. Yeah, this was what Bert Dodson talks about. So in in the little sketch we've got like a a washing up bowl on the side with some plates in it. Again, it's filled up with plates. So you get the sense that he can't be bothered to do his washing. (laughs) Maybe he's given up on life or something. Or maybe he's realised it's not that important to spend time washing your dishes. But what she's done is she's drawn the the bucket and then she's drawn the plates inside of it. But she's drawn the plates, the whole circle of the plate. And this was what they talk about. Well, Bert Dodgson talked about that drawing through because what it does is it makes it makes sure that the shape you've got the plate, the bit you can see is actually the right shape. But they talked about that on SVS learn as well. They even said when you're doing a composition, you, you want to actually draw outside of the image. So in other words, if you've got a little image, if your image is going to be a certain size when you're designing it, draw right out of it. So if you've got a tree that's cropped in your image to the side, you wanna actually draw the whole tree off off of the image. So even though you're never gonna see it, it just make you can make sure that the the thing you're drawing is actually the right size and stuff. I thought it was quite quite cool. Can you hear the budgies? We've got little budgies now. so this is well, as I started reading it, as I went into it, this is what this is what I got me notes from. She plops the character into the space, uses words introduce as it as if as if the scene equals a character yeah is it where is it she's the old. oh i here we go look now it's time to clean up the space and introduce our character introduce our character is it as if you're introducing somebody to somebody else so i thought to me, I, it made me feel like she's seeing the scene the background she's seeing the background as like a character and the character as a character so she's introducing them See, seeing if they work well together i love the word i love the fact that she used the word introduced and then the character ah this is brilliant this bit so what we've got is we've got a character standing in his kitchen with his he's leaning on the counter top with his back to the window so listen to this look by having a character be where is it characters back to the window so this is brilliant the character is is his back to the window so what happens is she's she's done that to lead the character's view because the character is looking where the character is looking we as the viewer are going to look we're going to look at the character first and then we're going to look to see where the character is looking so she's sort of she's sort of thinking about she's in control of us basically by the way she's putting the character in the scene by having a character be nostalgic looking we feel it so he's got this look as if he's looking into his cup thinking well thinking he looks like he's thinking basically so it makes you start thinking what is he thinking so what I like i'll put in my notes we feel what the character is feeling because the artist felt it as she created the character it's like the feeling is flowing from the artist to the viewer via the character how cool is that so b- because as she's drawing she's feeling it that feeling goes into the character and then because the, char- the character is now almost like full of this feeling when we look at the character we now feel it so she's she, what, what we're doing here is as artists we're, it's like we're it's like we're sort of trans- transferring feelings between people and then I've put in my notes, subtle choices help to tell a story, which I thought was brilliant. Where is it here? Look. These, subtle color, these subtle choices can help tell a story. Elements that will help the viewer understand a character's mood and make them... So what is it? Look. She's put, the elderly man's thoughtful gaze into his mug will make the viewer wonder what he's thinking, evoking that feeling of nostalgia I'm aiming for. She's put, it's these subtle ch- choices that can help tell a story what in my notes I put like him looking to his mug thoughtfully yeah so what the character looks at we look at and again want to know more is curiosity we want to know what he's looking at so we have to look at what he's looking at it's almost like a subconscious thing going on here and then what I started well this is what I've put I thought to myself I started thinking to myself you can actually have complete control of the viewer with an image by doing certain things so I've put high contrast equals your starting point, And then the character, the direction the character is looking will equal the next point. And I started thinking we can we can control the viewer. So as an artist, we can actually control the viewer. I have put the most important part may not be the most high contrast. So we can save the best till later for the viewer to discover. So how cool is that? And I've put in minute I said it's like it's like an adventure for the viewer. <laughs> It's like the viewer is going on an adventure. So f- f- in the past, until this article, I've always thought to myself, if you want a viewer to look at something in an image, you make it high contrast because your eyes are always drawn to high contrast. And I always thought, whether well, you would put the most important thing at that point, but you wouldn't. Well, you might do, but you don't have to. So what I've noticed here is you could have, for instance, if you made the bloke be the high contrast, you, you can't help but be, be drawn to that. So the the viewer is going to look at the high contrast first. So they're going to look at the character. If you then have the character looking... If you have the character looking across the image to something else... And, and on the other side of the image, you might have, like say, a pot of gold or something. So the most important part of this image is the pot of gold. But you're not going to see it until you look at the, Im- the, the character looking at it. And then what happens then is... Because the character is looking at that pot of gold on the other side of the image, you as a viewer are going to move across the image. So that means you can put things inside that space. So the space between the viewer, the character's eyes, and the thing you want the, the character to look at, if you wanted to, you could start putting things inside of that. So it's almost like, and again, it goes, yeah, last week's article, he talked about having multiple images in a, in a single image which was like it, you can slow the pace down as the viewer is looking at the image. So again, if you put things in the space between his hes and the pot of gold, you're actually going to slow down the, the rate at which the, the viewer moves across the image. But if there's nothing there, the viewer is going to go straight across. It is, it's brilliant. And then again, so you could have, well, this could go on forever. You could have the high contrast be the starting point. You could have a character looking across the other side of the image. So you then look across the other side of the image and they could be looking at another character who's looking in a different direction. So, you know, and what happens is you as the viewer could spend a minute just moving around the image. It's brilliant. So the next bit we're looking into is called light and dark. So in my little notes, well, we've also got a little image here. We've got an image of the artist different this is quite weird no it's not we're on we're, we're still in the air in a minute light and dark is the next bit so in my n- little notes i put she's got ah oh, four tones yeah everything is separated but together that's why that's the first thing i thought was it, so what we've got is we've got a little image here which is the sort of the composition she's decided on but with tone in it and she's starting to sort of bring in the light the colour the, the the lighting. But I thought to myself, everything is now separate. So each of the props are a different colour. So we got uh, the worktop is like a dark grey and then you've got two props, one's a light a light grey, and another one's a mid grey. So all of a sudden we're now separating things. So but they're still connected. 'Cause these these props are still connected to the worktop because it but they're actually now separate. So I thought everything's separate, but together. And in my notes, the only thing I put in my notes was a larger piece. So she checks the values, but she normally goes straight into colour. But by checking the values, it helps check the readability for the viewer. But I thought it's quite telling that she normally goes straight into the colour. So that was it for that. So the next bit is called adding warmth. What we've got here is we've got four little... Basically, it's the it's the it's the complete image that she's decided on the design, the character and the background. But we've got four different, very subtly different. Color choices. So she's already decided on her color palette. She's sort of just playing around with these colors to see where she should be placing them. Because at first, this is what I put in my notes. So, well, in my notes, I put, she's got a cool nose. Because <laughs> in, the, in the article, there's an image of her working on a little tablet. Like, like they do, pretending to be working. <laughs> but I thought, oh, she's got a brilliant nose. She's got a lovely little nose. and that's it's a bit weird, but I can't help what I think. And then what I put here, subtle differences. Yeah, at first, I thought they all looked the same. So I thought, when I looked at these little coloured thumbnails, I actually thought... They're all the same. It wasn't until I really sat and looked at them, I realised that they were very subtly different. So what have I put here? She she says her favourite part equals adding colour. So again, it goes back to what I thought at the start. that She says, now comes my favourite part, adding colour. At this point, it's it's best to explore and test different colour palettes. Much like with the sketching step, it's good not to stick with the obvious or initial choice. Ah, oh, and then we got this week's inspirational quote here, all about colour and communication. But so the thing I thought was, she loves colour, but even at this phase, she's still exploring. Like sketching, don't stick to the first ideas, play for a bit. What's this here that says, re- colour? Ah, oh, yeah, this is amazing. So she's asking herself questions What do I want to portray? she wants to portray nostalgia and so warmth helps her tell the story that she wants to here look, watch this for this piece I choose warm colours to create a homely vibe goes back to the words she she started out with yeah, warm and home so again it's this thing of how everything's sort of linked linked into it, oh what's this here look the next bit is called a splash of colour boing a little splash (laughs) a little splash of dennis so what have i put here in my notes i've put simple again less is more that was all i put because what we've got is it i looked at it and i thought it's simple we've got a little image which is the thing she initially sketched like the little the little scene she started adding color but it's all very simple and basic there's only probably one two three four i would say there's five colors there so the whole of the scene is set up with five colors really which is quite nice so color scheme what's it here look once you've selected a color scheme that works you can block the base colors at every, of, of everything with the composition so again she's experiment she's exploring she's exploring colors like how she explored ideas with sketching She's exploring colours with these colour thumbnails and then once she's finished exploring she can now move into it, knowing that she's got what she wants. But she even here she's still she's still exploring by well, yeah. Blocking them in group elements of different layers. Oh this was cool as well. So where is it? Here. Look. Oh, look at this, look. Group the elements in different layers so they are easier to work on. This is especially helpful later on when adding texture and lighting. I separate my composition into four layers. Foreground, props, character and background. How cool is that? So it's almost like she's looking at the images like 2D layers. Here, look. I tend not to need more than that. Try not to go overboard separating everything on a single layer, as that can get annoying and messy when you work on later steps. So she's sort of planning ahead here. It's, it's quite nice. Yeah, I put in my notes, she's keeping it simple. The next bit of this article is called colour, colour variation. So what we've got now is, ah, oh, this is cool as well. Again, you can really see how this um, image is built in layers. Simple so we've she's desi- decided on where the colors are going and that she can now start adding in textures so whereas before the colors were very it was just a, sing- a single color that she had blocked in she now starts sort of adding in textures and stuff and this goes into some i think this was a bit where she talked about no it was later so in mean in my me notes I've, before i even looked at it i put texture and details but still simple yeah so she, even though she's starting to add these details, it's still very simple, which I like that. Because it doesn't get distracting and stuff. So she w- uses the word play again. Play with colour equals fun. <laughs> Where did she, look, you can also play around with different tones of the base colour and mix them with comp- complementary colours or colours you have used in other areas of your design. So that's, what's that, what did I put here, look? She put Different tones for the base colour complementary or colours in other parts of the image. And I thought, well that's unity. That goes in there was this thing called Mr. Bev Up. this is the elements of composition. I learned, I bet I can't remember it all. It was it was called Mr Bev Up, M for movement, rhythm, B for balance, E for what was it? Emotion, was it? I think it was emotion. V for variety, U for unity, P for proportions. And I thought, well, this is how she gets her unity. She's getting her unity by using colours in other parts of the image, so she can create a new Im- a new colour, but it's still going to be related to this other image she's already used. So again, she's not she she's not going to go crazy with colours. Keeps it all simple. The <laughs> play, but with the rules. So sh- she's experimenting with her colours because you don't know what what she. So when she's putting these colours together, she doesn't know well I've put you don't know what you're doing you're mixing these colors and you're not really sure what's going to happen but you but the the fact that she's like using complementary colors means she knows that by mixing these colors it's not going to get broken so she she's going to come up with something random but because she's played by the rules it should sort of still work so she's maximizing the positive results minimizing the risk of failure by playing around with these colors by by knowing the rules of complementary and, what's it called, What's it called, she said? Uh, another colour in, the, oh, what did she say? Different, well, the unity, basically. <laughs> another colour in another part of the image. The next bit of this thing's called homemade. Well, this was weird, this bit. What we've got now is we've got, basically, we've got the, f- the final image, really. It's the final image, all the details and everything. We've got the bloke in the scene, all the colours. But I thought, when I looked at it, listen to this, look, it made me go, ooh. Yeah, it's got no vibe. It was was really weird seeing it. I looked at it, it looked very flat. And it just didn't, if if that was the finished image, I I wouldn't be that bothered by it. I'd probably just turn the page. But by the end of it, it's got this amazing vibe to it. And it just makes you realise how it's the final face that makes the thing pop. The first phase, I think, is just getting the thing looking looking right technically, but the feeling is coming at the end. So that's, that's the main thing I thought. And what did I put in my notes? Home, it made me go, ooh, because <laughs> it's got no vibes. And I, and I thought to myself, it's the final stage that brings the feelings. So as I went through the little piece of this article, I've put, a lot of textures equals less digital look. Yeah, those brush strokes i'm gonna have to read this look she's put i prefer my work to look expressive and stray away from the more digital look so i like to use a lot of textures when i'm painting i pay special attention to the edges of the shapes making sure they don't have perfectly defined lines well that goes right back to when i first looked into this artist's work on like instagram before i'd even gone into this i thought i love her the way i love her brushstrokes. Because what she does, it her brushstrokes it. I even said, I even said she's got like a chalkiness. Where is it? I've, yeah, look, nice chalky style. Big fat shapes. But I thought, she's got a nice chalky style. Well, she's talking a bit here about how she does that. She's talking about how she does it. Where are we? Homemade. Yeah, look. I pay spe- I, so what she, I put a lot of texture when I'm painting. I pay special attention to the edges of the shapes, making sure they don't have perfectly defined lines. This makes them look like they've been drawn in chalk or gouache. So what she what I like is when she first starts out, everything is defined and straight. It's it's then it's it's only later afterwards that she starts messing the lines up on purpose. Whereas if I hadn't read this, what I would have thought to myself was. I would have thought she would have actually designed it with those messy edges. It's brilliant. So it's almost like she—it's actually back to front. She sort of makes it look clean and crisp, but uh, and then afterwards, once she, afterwards, she then sort of makes it look a bit tatty and chalky. It's—it's it's quite weird. It's like—it's like the other way around for me yeah it's, it's all about those brush strokes that I find so sexy it's the edges of the shapes she pays attention to it making sure they're not defined so I thought well she's paying attention to the edges and then I thought I noticed it so again it's, it there must be something going on there and it, it creates a chalky start yeah organic textures she's, she says about organic textures as well yeah gritty look gritty look here look Gritty ones to give the more organic texture. We're into the final bit now called Rise and Shine. This is the second to last bit. Rise and Shine. Before even just looking at the image, what we've got is we've got, well, for me, it looks like the final image. And I think I even said "Look, Yeah, well. I put amazing how different it feels compared with the first one. The first one where she's not added a sort of special effects, I suppose. It just—it's amazing how it's the same image, but it looks so different. It really shows you how important the finishing touches are. What else have I put? Yeah, lovely lighting. This—this this is where she adds the lighting, and the warmth to the image. So I'll put shading equals change the mood and sets the atmosphere. Yeah, look, look at this. Just look. Uh, so this is what she says (laughs) that's what she said at this stage we are nearly finished with our design and it's time to move on to shading this will change the mood and help set the atmosphere of the whole painting how cool is that yeah look i have set this scene in the morning so i had a strong light source from the rising sun coming through the open window so she said where was it she set it in the morning for nostalgia vibes yeah remember this rising sun light source i don't know why i've wrote that down rising sun equals light source so i add a strong light source from the rising sun i'm not sure what i've put that for but also rim light equals the foreground object yeah so she's what she's done is she's added rim light into the objects whereas before they were just colored well now the edging of them some of them have got like whites popping. Oh my battery's gonna run out here. Wait a minute, I'm gonna have to pause I'll be back in a minute. My battery nearly ran out then on the I've had to, I've had to change the um memory card thing. But so she's adding this rim lighting. What what did I put here? So the rim lighting helps the object the foreground objects to stand out and it also creates ilu- ilu- interesting silhouettes. Emphasizes a strong light by adding rim light. Yeah. So that rim lighting that she's added is helping the. Helping emphasize the the strong lighting coming through the window. Oh, this is brilliant. Look at this. Right. So what we've got is we've got some leaves in the window inside these window like leaves hanging off the window thing. Leaves in the window pop with bright lighting because they're directly in front of the lighting in the window. So they really pop. Now, she's explained how she's done that. I'm going to read it, actually. But you can emphasize light by adding... Here we go, look. I also add some extra brightness to the plant leaves in the window by overpainting them with a very bright saturated colour that is somewhere between green and yellow. So we've got a little tip there on how to make these leaves pop. This is cool. in my little notes i've put the word green and yellow somewhere in between green and yellow but what i like about this phase is it just is it really feels really feels like it nice and it's got a nice vibe about it we're now into the final p- the final thing of this image of this article and it's called early bird so this one in my little notes i've put feels like a scene from an animation this, this is what I thought before I read this bit of the article. Feels like a scene from an animation. I can almost see his cupper, the steam from his cup moving. And I've put, I have put love her textures and her brush strokes. So what we've got is, he's got a little cup in his hand. Holding like a cup of coffee or something. And you can see the steam rising from it. And, well, for some somehow, I don't know why, it almost feels like you can sort of feel it moving. She, I, I just love it I do and again it feels like something from a, I, I looked it and I thought this feels like a scene from a film as if it's it's in the middle of moving and now she explains how she does that so in the when I started reading, this is the notes I got from the piece of the article subtle details to pull the piece together I put it goes back to nostalgia and I, I, well so she mentions the word nostalgia again so even at the end. She's, she's, to accelerate, to accentuate the nostalgia atmosphere I want to portray I had a little extra texture to help the image feel cinematic so the first thing I thought was she used the word cinematic which it was just like what I thought it feels like a scene from a film she's created it cinematic she explains how she does that in a minute but she goes back to the word nostalgia so even at the, at the end she's still mindful of the of or the original word, which is it's just amazing, really. So the way she gets the sense of cinematicness is by having these little speckles of like dust, like what are they called, like when the dust is hit by the light, and it just creates this sense of like f- the thing moving. Now I, I I must have noticed that without noticing that I noticed it until she said about it, and now the thing is moving forward i can i can note look, look for that so i could well if i'm doing a drawing and i want it to feel like this i could put these little little dots in <laughs> it might help and then the thing is at the end she adjusts the contrast and darkens the edges to add depth so like bringing the scene together that's it i thought it was brilliant absolutely brilliant what well, one of my favorites this is and the be- one of the things that I loved about this was, it's just like it's all about feeling, for me, and it just makes me wonder, is story all about feeling? <coughs> doing <laughs> so, little Dennis has said it's. Oh no, he hasn't. He has- they think it's all over. It is now. Little Dennis has said it's game over, sunshine. He likes doing that. So I hope you enjoyed that. I thought it was brilliant. The thing I love about this one the most is... What did I say in my little takeaways? Oh, I forgot, yeah? <laughs> well, the main thing is the colours, really. The colour. Well, yeah, it is colours. And also, that colour goes into this week's inspirational quote. That's all that's left to do. So you can find show notes and everything at sophiedawson.com and you can also find videos at youtube.com slash sophiedawson. I did actually yesterday get the latest issue of the Imagine FX magazine which is issue number 202 i think 203 it might be 203 so that'll be coming up next next week which will be this week (laughs) on the podcast no it won't be on the podcast it'll be on the youtube so if you want to see that it's going to be cool i think i haven't even opened it yet and also wow me little iMac i bought a little iMac I bought it cheap. I've done a video about that as well because it was broken. I've managed to fix it. So I'll be rendering this podcast. This will be the first video podcast that I render on the new machine. (laughs) So hopefully it'll be nice and quicker, a quicker experience. All that's left is this week's little inspirational quote. And it goes to the artist Raquel Villanueva, who is the artist from this article. Little Dennis, he's still got his little weapon. He's got his little um, gong thing. (laughs) He wants to wake Kitty up, I think. Kitty looks like she's dying. She's drooped over. You can see her on the thingy-majig there. But, well, this week's inspirational quote is brilliant. I think it sums up the artist Raquel Villeneuve. This week's inspirational quote, colour is a strong tool to communicate and generate sensation from the viewer. So think about what you want to convey with your colour choices. I love that. What I love about that is color and communicate and then generate sensations for the viewer what an amazing quote that is it's like color is a way of speaking with the viewer this is a thing a common theme throughout this whole article really was how there's a relationship between the artist and the viewer via the character and the the image and i feel like well this is what she's saying color is like one of the, the main ingredients for creating that connection i think it's cool little dennis likes it as well so so i hope you do and this week's little inspirational quote color is a strong tool to communicate a greater sensation from the viewer so think about what you want to convey with your color choices raquel real nerve